Hey guys, uh, Kyla Powers Radio, really digging in deep on this quarantine siesta. Um, I was studying, um, just, I just kept going intuitively towards looking for, for, answers that I've been needing to know the answer to for a long time and boy I have so much to tell you guys and um you know it's just interesting that um you know we've got a lot of different things going on in the world and if you're in the United States before coronavirus other than Chinese food you know, we don't really study that much Chinese culture. And um, so I found it really pleasantly surprising um, to just learn so much. But in doing that, uh, I might have found another one of my past lives. I'm not certain yet, but I might have found it. And so uh, my topic is not uh, gonna be talking about, uh, you know, just the research I found about, uh, ancient Israel and how these, the tribes got spread out all over the world. But one thing I can say is that, uh, I think that in order for us to get on top of what is the lesson that we're supposed to figure out this lifetime so that we can graduate, right? What what are we trying to figure out? Us figuring out the past lives and those lessons that we either learned or did not learn. It's like it screams. It'll scream to you. What am I not getting this time? So... Just the search for it, just you looking into it, it involves a level of self-introspection that you're just gonna, you're gonna learn so much about yourself. And um, so anybody that's embarking on that adventure to try to look back and see who you might have been. Because once you know who you might have been, then it really helps you know who you, you, you possibly could become. Because if you accomplished certain things then, or you did certain things then, 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 then you could pro- you're, you're supposed to be able to do significantly more now. So one of the things that I realized, because I said, you know, I had done some regressions, sessions, regression sessions using the past life uh, kit or, you know, the box set uh, by uh, Dr. Weiss. And uh, God knows I have so much stuff and I've moved 
I moved from upstairs to downstairs and right now all I have is my the explanation booklet I don't actually have my cards I someone might have taken them I don't know anyway I just remember that I I really might have only done two like really serious formal readings and what I find is that when when you take things seriously and you know you really do them right the first time there's no need to repeat it like that guy Ty always says be very very careful about you know doing uh, you know readings regressions whatever you know just be your spirituality and your spiritual practice you should just really have enormous respect for it enormous respect for it and anyway I remember at that time my desire was so pure to just something was bothering me and I I had to know uh, oh I was trying to figure out what my relationship to a certain person in my life was and you know why this relationship uh it was so difficult, you know. I just, I'm like, what, what, what is this about? And like, if you heard the, the Black News episode not too long ago, um, Rhoda and what's his name were talking about, you know, you could meet somebody and the energy is just whatever, whatever, and it's like, there's karma from the past lives and that could be what you're dealing with when you're dealing with somebody you may not even you don't may not even know it consciously it could be something in your subconscious that you know I this is my personal belief that we are our ancestors so at some point all the people you've ever been those were your ancestors okay uh you you were that at one point I mean, that DNA, it's living in you. You you experience that. So, oh, it's very, there is so much relevance in the blood, the bloodlines, which we have yet to truly understand the profound nature of. And I will be really, really, I'm getting, you know how I say I go from, uh, what is it, lots of zeros to one, you know, I will be really going in on that soon and trying to really bring people uh, the relevance of the bloodlines and really understanding all of that. Um, I'm doing my research, I'm doing my scholarship, uh, all of the stuff that I have to be able to do so that I can uh, really speak uh, not only with insight, but to be able to deliver the historical relevance, uh, the esoteric relevance, 
uh, all of it just to just just bring it all together so that we can use it and understand it right so one thing if people are thinking about you know uh, past lives there's different reasons why you know some people have no desire to know they're like well I'm not supposed to know anything and I just come here, I go to work, I meet somebody, I uh, we reproduce, and then I'm just going to go on out of here, and then I'll get, you know, I'll just be back again and learn the same lessons, and, you know, I'm just here to be here, and while I'm here, I'm going to love God while I'm here, you know, but there's no deeper learning than that, and if you really are in tune with that belief, that's exactly what those that have always controlled humanity, that's exactly how they want us to be. Just keep reincarnating and being slaves, you know, that's all it's about. But if you want to know more and learn more about who you are, um, you know, like there's different reasons why some people start looking into it. Maybe they want, maybe, maybe they've had certain experiences or certain relationships, maybe with a parent, maybe with uh, a boss, a coworker, a friend, a love relationship, um, something that feels extremely familiar. I'm trying to give you guys uh, the tools which usually uh, get people saying, it's not enough for me not to know anymore. I kind of got to know this is going to help me grow in this kind of way. So one thing that we probably never consider is that sometimes the most uh, difficult relationships in our lives. I mean, I don't th- I, I don't want to say that God does that so that we learn so that we can learn. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know, but it seems like we are supposed to say, you know, a lot of people say, well, why is this happening? You know, why is it like this with this person? Or, or and, and it's not always negative. It could be, it could be a relationship to a pet, you know? And, and, you know, you find out that the soul that's in that little animal, you've been here together before. You've been here together before. And one of the most beautiful things that has unfolded to me when I say, you know, I'm this very open and loving person and I'm, I'm very affectionate. And I, if I had my choice, I usually pick animals that are equally as affectionate and the cat that I ended up getting is not overly affectionate he is uh he's a Virgo cat and um one of the things I've noticed is like I was like of all the cats I could get why do I have this cat that is uh loving but is more conservative and restricted in his expression of his love and it's beautiful when he does it but you know what (laughs) 
that's my lesson. I realize maybe it's a lesson, you know, for me to to understand my opposite, you know? And so that's just amazing to me. And uh I learn I learn lessons from him all the time. And uh it's quite possible that uh he is been my pet in some other way before. Um, so that's just an interesting little uh, anecdote that I have had to learn how to accept how he loves, his loving style, his temperament, his, you know, it's it's so different for me and it has been a great lesson. Uh, So it's always a lesson when you have to interact or deal with somebody whose energetical philosophy and many people are, you know, because of the way we're trained in Christianity, they're spooked about astrology, astrological signs and all that stuff. And everyone's free to their own opinion. But the Bible is full of astrological information. That's what it is. So if you're not down with it, that's what the Bible is, is telling you with the numbers, with, uh, I mean, come on, it's time for us to realize that there's more information in the Bible, in the scriptures that we're just not even getting because those, we, we don't demand it of those that are teaching it to teach us anything beyond a surface level. So at any rate, uh, what else was I going to say? So it's kind of like, um, uh, the relationships, the relationships you could, you could have, uh, you know, um, a parent that you love very much. They, they might've been a sibling in another life. They could have been, uh, a love partner in another life. I mean, it's, you know, and usually as you go from lifetime to lifetime, I found what I noticed is that you probably, when when you look at it, into, like let's say you take a specific person and you're trying to isolate what lifetime you knew this person in. I find that if I did a, a regression session, you're only going to get, well, hopefully, I got the answers for that one particular lifetime. And doesn't that make the most sense? Because, you know, I said, well, when I did those readings, how come I never got Asia, which now I know I have a connection to Asia, whatever. And I couldn't remember if I ever got the Asia card. I couldn't remember. But at the time, I was researching another lifetime where my nun lifetime, okay, and and also no actually i got two knowledge of two different lifetimes then but um neither one of them was asia but had i gotten any more information out of those readings i might have been confused and might not have been able to nail it down what i was looking for at that time so what i would say to people is get one lifetime figure out one lifetime And then once you have one, you're going to get a lot of different, uh, 
I want to call them scents. I don't know why, but like a sense when you, when you smell something and it has a different smell, you know what I mean? That's how I'm calling it like a scent, S-C-E-N-T, right? So let's say you have all these different properties in this one lifetime. You're pretty sure I was this person, this happened, blah, 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 right? Once you have that and you're almost like really, really sure that that's right on, then all you have to do to get the other lifetimes is look back in history for all of those markers that defined your soul in that one lifetime that you think that you found. Because you're probably going to be doing the same profession. You're probably going to be trying to answer the same questions in the same area of endeavor. You're going to probably have the same similar talents. If you, whatever you were known for in that lifetime, you probably were known for that same quality. You, the soul has the same quality. So it's, you're going to just look for you, the same personality, the same everything, but it's just going to be in probably a totally different place. So what's going to really help you also find those when you, when you think of the relationships in your life or whatever, and, and if you've, if you've identified anybody else that you think that you might've known anyone in your life or that you know of, or even in, you know, just that you know of, like, even if it's somebody that's on TV or something like that, right? Um, whatever you know about them, if you have that really strong resonance, like it's so familiar, where you have to say, oh my goodness, this feels like deja vu. It feels like deja vu. And like, the weirdest thing is like, if you don't say anything, if you haven't said anything to somebody and somebody is like, you know, I've been knowing you casually for a while as an acquaintance, but I just want you to know that I feel like I know you really well. And, and, and when, I, when I say that doesn't mean that the person likes you just means like they they know they they have a deja vu of dealing with you and it's a very strong resonant thing and then they they might say you know uh, I oh I think you're my soulmate or something like that you know and and usually you know I do think that you tend to meet soulmates again in the next life. I think that we have a soul family and I think that we either incarnate together or we end up, um, our soul purpose is usually in alignment with those that are in our soul family. Like whatever your inner purpose is, if it's to, you know, save the animals or I don't know, figure out some great equations or whatever, Whatever that thing is that you're doing to fulfill your purpose, you can't help 
but be magnetized or attracted or run into someone else that is also on the same path. And then you're going to meet and you got that's that's why I have always said, um, you know, like never really I, I never really understood people that like freak out and worry about, um, you know, meeting uh Ooh, I gotta, I gotta meet the love of my life. Or, I mean, everybody wants to meet the love of their life, but you know, some people are like, I gotta get married, and I gotta do this, and uh, you know, and and they're, they're like, in such a rush because the thing is, if you're doing your purpose, and you're like, it's something that you love doing, you're gonna be in alignment with your energies, and you're gonna be, first of all, you're gonna be fulfilled. You're going to be whole. You're going to have stability. And that stability, stability creates a certain kind of momentum on its own. You know, just because you're stable, it's like you're anchored. And once you're anchored and you have that stability, then you can you can venture out towards the unknown and really try to conquer some stuff Um because you have such a good foundation. And if somebody else is doing that and they're also interested in that nine times out of 10, and, and I'm sorry, I, I know these people that hate astrology, but the charts, the charts are telling you about your soul. It's telling you what you're here for this time. You were born at this time. Th- this is telling you all energetically your whole story right there. So if someone else's story is if if the way that their chart is placed, the way that yours is placed, and the both of you are trying to are are your sole purpose is here to do something for mankind or to uh, create something, to solve something, to whatever, you're gonna be complimentary you're going to attract you're going to build together you people who love the same things find each other you know and then they make that better for other people that like that thing you know so um i like i said i i had a friend that forever you know it's like if, if you just ever meet somebody and you make friends all the time but you meet somebody and like they act like they have known you for years and you, and you it, it might freak you out a little bit like well this person really acts like they know me and like the thing is that you may not remember them but they might remember you and there's a lot of people that might maybe can't stand you that <laughs> they might be remembering something that you did you know in another life or whatever and and they they're holding that against you you never know. I mean, you just never know. So uh, a great thing, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, gosh, I can't stand this person. I can't stand this relationship. Uh, why do I have to have this connection? I really don't want this connection. It's not adding anything to my life, whatever. You know, and I, I totally say if something's not added to your life, it's got to go. But it can point you in the direction of finding your past lives. Number one, if you're hitting dirt, if you're, if, you're, if you're not having any success finding anything out about your past life, if you can figure out 
that person's past life, the person that you're having this whatever, good, bad, whatever it is relationship, this this strong deja vu type relationship, if you can find out who they were, then you can also find out who you were. Because if they were anything in history, and we do have records, thank God, uh, you just look around that person's life and look for yourself in terms of your personality, your interests, uh, what, what, what you were known for. So what I'm trying to help people to do is to identify what tools, what clues they can use to isolate and figure out who you were. And like I said, once you can figure out who you were in one lifetime, you can most likely figure out who you were in other lifetimes because you came back to do this. You came back to continue whatever it is that you did uh, the previous time. You know, if, if you did something bad, you probably came ba- back to make it better or, did you know. And, and then I think what happens is once you get a couple of the lifetimes that you can write, keep a little diary of some sort, you know, even if it's a video, vlog, a, a, you know, voice memo, write it down, whatever. If you can start putting each story down of the different lifetimes and really... Everything that you remember about each one, then you can you can really you can really just you know you can do an analysis and just figure even if you only have two or three lifetimes, you can figure out well okay so I did that why did I do that what am I doing now what didn't I get and you could totally figure it out. Um, it's not, it may not be necessary for you to find out more than one or two lifetimes, but, um, what else did I want to tell you that, um, hmm, I would say, I would say really try to focus in on one lifetime that you find to be the most fascinating or the most relevant to you this time around. Um, that's something really, really important. Um, just focus in on one because uh, when you do the reading, you want to be able to just like really focus in and get all the clues that you can. If, if your scope is too big, you're not going to know which lifetime it's talking about. So just like focus on the one that you have the most information about and then go from there. And what I would do is, like I said, one lifetime, start a diary where try to remember first places, locations that you might have been. Where did that, where did you live? Where did this lifetime take place? Okay, that's number one. And um, what's really going to be helpful to you is human history, because then at that point, 
you once you you've identified okay well where did that happen or you know I think I was here I think I was there you can literally start to research that place the history of that place the people of that place the customs of that place what happened at that time the battles uh the technology the fashion you can look at all of that and what should happen it should trigger moments that's what's going to get you to start remembering so a lot of people might be like well oh this just seems like you know how many people say oh i don't know what to look for next and i just don't know how i don't know i don't know how where to go next i found out this one fact and you know i'm 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 hitting a brick wall i can't find anything else you know so if you do what i said uh just now you will start having those trigger moments where you will start different things within that region, that culture, that area, or that time period. Once you familiarize yourself with it, you should start to have moments. So if, you, if you're not having that immediately happen, I would say if you're right on the money and you're kind of in the right area of what it is that you need to know that you should be having those trigger moments. But if you, if you're slow to having those trigger moments, right, that that's when you can have a different kind of regression session. Okay. Where, uh, you could do one therapy that I would do with my people. If I had a session is, um, it's kind of like what actors would do, right? You know, like a sense memory type thing like that. So like, let's say, uh, let's say, let's say we're talking about Elizabethan England or something like that, right? You could, you could, and you know, you were at some point during then, right? So maybe you want to, maybe what you want to do is um, get something from that period that strongly evokes that, like a, a pocket watch or a hat or, you know, listen to, you know, Charles Dickens audiobook, whatever it is. And it should start coming back to you. If that was really a lifetime, you will have these moments of it's more moments of deja vu, which is what is deja vu? It's like a truth. It's like, you know, you hear a truth, you know, you're like, I don't know how I know that, but I know that. And that's true. How do we know that that's true? If we never studied that subject, we never, we have a lot more knowledge and ability in ourselves than we recognize with our conscious minds. And it's not until you're able to say, I'm familiar with that. I'm hearing that. I never studied that, but I'm hearing that. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard that before. Like you hear language and be like, I don't speak that language, but I get it. I, I get what this person just said. I, and I'm I'm telling you, you may not know, it may not be like any language you ever studied. And you just get it because something is in the memory. Something is in the memory. 
So it must be a pretty remarkable thing. I don't claim to understand it all. I'm just trying to give people clues to finding that out. And some people might be like, well, why would you want to do this? And you should want to know and don't let the veil and blah, 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 blah. Because number one, most of those relationships with difficult people, especially twin flame relationships, um, all kinds of work relationships, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, you're going to want to know, okay? Hey guys, Kyla Powers Radio here. Um, I know we're all trying to do the best we can to keep up on uh, hygiene and everything like that. I just want to talk about a product. That I think is worth mentioning. It, it's yeah on my favorite list. Um, it's by uh, Method. It's called Antibac All Purpose Cleaner by Method. And maybe you've seen it in Home Depot. Uh, it's an antibacterial. It kills 99% of household germs. But it's this Method brand is like it's natural. Um, it's, it's, uh, you could use it for kitchen surfaces, countertops, high chairs, doorknobs, garbage cans, uh, germ booster. It's just, I don't know, something about this brand is like, um, you know, it's a healthy, it's a non-toxic way of cleaning and it's really powerful. Like... When you missed it, you can you can smell the scent and realize that it's really powerful. But they're using um, you know all natural. Um, I don't know. I don't. So how did it end up with that person before? Like seriously. Uh. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to say this, but. You know, you gotta, you gotta know, you know, how did it end with that person? You know, um, that's pretty important to know. How did I defeat that person? How did I not defeat that person? You know, were we divorced in that lifetime? You know, you know, how, you know, did, did the child become an orphan in that lifetime? You know, these these are things that uh, are going to clue you in and give you advice about what to do in the present moment. So some people might be like, I am living in the past. I am living in the Akashic Records and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know what? In all things moderation. In all things moderation. So it's, you know, you don't want to be in the past because there's things going on now. There's, there's some spiritual things going on in the world. If you're always in Akashic Records, you know, you're, <laughs> you're going to open yourself up. You don't want to do that. I'm not saying do that. I'm saying you can control within yourself uh, the extent to which you ask your higher self questions. We have self-control. We have the ability to, to speak to ourselves and to deal with ourselves in, uh, in very healthy, measured ways. 
you can do that. You know, um, some people, maybe they want, they, they prefer to have somebody, a doctor or a therapist or someone or someone that they love, a friend, uh, to help them do that. Well, cool. You totally can do that. Um, but, uh, you know, might be interesting uh, to even Google past lives, people that say that they know who their past lives were and how they say that they found it. But I think that the techniques that I just told you were pretty good. Um, if there are any objects that have ever been, uh, this is this is a second a second technique, okay, or a second part of that technique where. Uh, maybe some object that you really are wondering how this object came into your possession and it's from another time and it's from another place and you're like how did I get this thing what is the something is calling to you what is the story of this thing and I am going to share something that I have had objects through the years that I felt that my ancestors left for me, like clues. So I might have been in my teens when I was having moments where I would be talking to people and I would be telling them past life truths but they I, I like had no way of knowing how I would know whatever it was that I said I um, I was with uh, some teacher of mine or somebody and I had some kind of turquoise necklace or some kind of turquoise piece and I said, uh, well, my relative gave it to me. Uh, you know, my, I don't, I don't think I would have said ancestor, but I, I think I might have. And I, I think I said, oh, my Native American, uh, ancestor gave this to me. And after, after, and they were like, oh, oh, that's nice. And they went off, they went their way and I went mine. And, and I was like. How did I answer that? Because the thing is, I did have it, and I got it, and I didn't buy it. They, it, it was like they uh, left it for me, and I somehow just got it, and I can't tell you how I got it. I can't tell you how I got it. And I don't think it, I don't happen to think that it was my mother's or grandmother's. So that's just something that, you know, I believe that they can send you things from other times. If they want you to have it, you will just find it. And I think that that could be true, not only of physical items, but also, um, answers to questions um 
that they can tell you the answers. They can tell you the answers. And that some 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 things that I've I've heard or seen other people do, I think that that's what they're doing is they, they're getting it from their ancestors are telling them the answers or they're helping you figure it out. I was doing something, I was learning something about the ancestors or some something I was doing. I was trying to achieve something. And um, I had been reading and they said, uh, you know, keep pictures of your family around, you know, that 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 protects you, especially in this time uh, that we're all going through this with the isolation. If you can, if you have picture books of your family, um, this is a great time with your family to, to drag out all the family stuff. Remember that time Nana came over? Ooh, look at these pictures when. Ooh, remember that video? Like, remember that um that cookout? Ooh, yeah, I remember that cookout and Grandma used to make and blah, blah, blah. This is the time to do that and talk about all of that stuff because the stories, the oral history is also extremely important and helpful for us to understand who we are and and our families and our cultural uh, history and our karma. Fixing that karma of our bloodlines. Some people be like, how do I start? Where do I look? And blah, blah, blah. Start with the stories. Start with the family stories. Write the stories down. Whatever it is, you you never. It, you could have gold mine on your hands. Thank me later, for like Drake. Anyway, thank me later on that one. Seriously, you could have some serious stories that could tell you a lot. You don't know inheritance. Uh, you, you know talents that you you see in your child that. You know, why is my child like this? And then somebody tells, oh, you know, we had weird Uncle Steve could do, could balance, you know, such and such on his nose and stand on his head. And then you go, oh, that's why Charlie does that. You know, like you will put things together. And um, I was trying to do some, achieve something. And I was really, I was really going through a rough time at a certain point. And, uh, Whatever it is, I had kind of reached out to my family that is no longer here and just saying, I love you and be with, protect me, protect me in these times. You know, I didn't know which one of my ancestors would hear me or if any of them would. And uh, this is such a special story. I um, I was trying so hard. I don't know if I was trying to do comedy or something I was working on. And, you know, I just kept doing my work. But, you know, I don't know if I got uh, what I thought would happen as a result of it. I don't know. But that day, my dad came home. 
And he said, I got something for you. I said, what is it? And it was two huge bags of blueberries. And I literally sat in my room and I cried because I think it might have been that same day or in that same week that I found a picture of my grandfather. And when I got those blueberries, it was like, wow. The number one thing that my grandfather always did for me when I was a baby girl. And I was like, just from the time that I could even eat, he made me blueberry pancakes. And it just was like, you know, at the time, I don't know if I felt very appreciated by other people. And it was like, it was like a, you know, grandpa loves you moment. When I got those blueberries, was like, he's, he's, he is watching me. He's watching me. And he sent those blueberries for me. And then God showed me the picture. That was like, bam. Yes, it is grandpa. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is, you can't make this stuff up. It's, it's too much of a coincidence. So they're, they're here with us. They are here with us. They're inside of us. All of our, our loved ones. And, and when you can bring the memory, the good, positive memories, when you can bring it into play and talk about them, keep their memory alive, keep their pictures around, uh, great th- if they were brilliant and they made stuff or they they wrote great poetry or they you know like um my father and and his family you know I don't think they have anything physical of you know any of their people from before but they can recite this poetry you know and and I really I spent time with my dad when I was little but I never spent I never lived with him and I was really never around my relatives in the way that I am now. So how bizarre that that here, I mean, I've always, inside I always knew I was a writer. Um, I was like a big comic book kid and I could make comic books, you know, in my head, you know. And, but I, you know, I never knew how to break into comics. I didn't think that that was like a goal that anybody ever saw for me being raised in the opera I just like opera and comic books just totally I see where they're completely congruent but I don't think many other people do so you know it just it's just bizarre how you know they came from people that my dad and my uncle and they can just make up these perfectly in rhyme poetry stories uh and I'm like I never even knew that I got that from them. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying to you is during this quarantine, this is a really great time for some, I mean, you can really accomplish some milestones in terms of your personal growth by really having some introspection during this time period. 
uh, a lot of people, and I had started, but I, I got busy trying to, you know, take care of things in the house, and I wanted to try to clean and, you know, just prepare for different things that I have going on, but I, I did start, I said, you know what, I don't want to, I'm an artist, and I, I know I want to draw again in the worst way. I want to paint. I want to draw. I want to, you know, I don't have the space. I don't have, it's not set up and all of this stuff. And I really, the thing is like, people would be like, you know, if you want to do something, you're going to, you, you should just do it and whatever. But then at the same time, you, you don't have your tools. It's very frustrating to not have the colors you want, not have the pens that you want, not know where you're going to put brushes and you don't have room and all that kind of stuff. So I hate to frustrate myself to start and then not be able to like and then say at this point with the way things still are, you know, with this hidden life invasion, uh, if I do this, what's going to happen? Is anything going to come out of it? Am I just giving away uh, my techniques or whatever it is that I'm going to do uh, to people to just steal it and then I have nothing again. So in the back of my mind, I have to really think of like, you know, what am I going to show? What am I going to do? Whatever. And I ended up doing a little bit of something. And, uh, you know, I don't want to tell you all my private stuff, but, um, you know, I got, I did a little bit of something and it felt good. You know, I'm like, you know what, it's not going to, even if I never get to paint this, finish this, whatever, it's just a scrap, just, just start, just start trying again and you might feel good, you know, just, just start doing it. So I did that and for people in quarantine, even if you don't consider yourself an artist, even if you're just whatever, go back to that time, like when you were little and nobody told you, you know, that you have to color in the lines and you have to use this color. It's freedom as an adult to choose the colors that you want, to draw the shapes that you want, uh, to do crafts. And I saw a little girl in a Dollar Tree and she was buying up all these little paint by numbers or whatever it was. And I was so happy. I was so happy. I was like, that is great, you know, that people are going to get back into things that they loved and that for whatever reason they got so hung up at work or some people, because of the way we're socialized, we're socialized to be so worried about what we're looking like, our hair, our skin, whether we have the right makeup, the, the right clothes who we're dating, relationships, you know, oh, am I going to get married by this age and all this stuff, We are, or, or am I going to get this accomplishment in the job and whatever, and we're so wrapped up in that, that you could totally miss out on things that bring you daily joy and meaning, where, you know, sometimes people can get so overwhelmed in their jobs or in whatever whatever and you'll find that there's there's always been a handful of people in my life that I've known that um they work just as hard as everybody else but because they know how to take their rest 
and they know how to enjoy their lives, they never get overwhelmed and into that depression because they know that they need to go somewhere and have a vacation. Or they know that, uh, you know, as a husband and wife, they need to have dates, real dates, where they don't take it for granted that they're just going to get to go to bed when they get, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a way of treating your husband and there's a way of treating your wife where it's, where you don't take them just being in their presence, just to be treated with a certain type of kindness and respect that keeps it hot where it's like when you're obviously you're close enough because you're married but when you are separate enough as individuals where it's like no I gotta ask my wife if I can honey do you like this you know like that that kind of you know it's a self-respect. It's like treating each other in a certain way where you don't take each other for granted. Like all of that stuff is what makes it makes life uh it, it makes it makes the relationship. It make, keeps it exciting. You know, when it's when it's uh when things are cheap, you know? And it's just about sleeping with somebody and it's just about what they got. You know, you cheat yourself out of the relationship part. Relationships are so important. And so I'm not going to say anything about this, this other person, but I think that there was a lesson with this person that I might have known in my past life that uh, I think that I'm probably one of the few people that, you know, he has had a romantic, uh, kind of a romantic nature of a a, uh, knowing me in a romantic light, but never, you know, never did anything with me. And to have a connection with anyone for years and years and years and never have sex, there's some lessons that are going to be learned there. Because you got to ask yourself, well, so what is it that why is this person still relevant and we never did anything? We don't have any kids. You know, this is just, this is just stuff to think about, uh, of why even, even some friendships don't even last that long. So, um, take this time to have, you know, a dream diary or a dream journal and anything that you've ever wanted to do, that you never got the chance to do for whatever reason. You know, sometimes things just don't happen. You wanted it, you tried. The circumstances, maybe it wasn't the time. You know, maybe you were ahead of your time. Who knows, you know? But now, 
you can turn this, uh, you know, what some people are calling a tragic situation into something positive and completely recreate yourself when you come out of the quarantine. Be like, uh, you know, like a, a butterfly coming out of the cocoon and being totally brand new. And um, even things that other people have said or pains or wounds or any of that, that doesn't have to be your story. It really, really doesn't. Because sometimes we think that certain stories in our lives, you know, as if it has any bearing upon the future, it only does if you, if, if you focus on it. You know, so I also think that is another incredible thing about learning about your past life. If you felt that, you know, some people feel like whatever circumstance that they were raised in or culture or whatever, because of that, you know, they don't think that they can live differently or live better or have this or do that or Maybe they had an abuse in their past or trauma or whatever, and they just feel like they can't escape uh, those people or that story or whatever like that. The great thing about past lives is that um, it can be very, very liberating once you figure out who you were. um, It might remind you about current pieces of yourself that you have not been integrating in this lifetime because you say oh look what I did then wow you know and what amazes me I forgot who it was I was listening to uh that was talking about I think they were talking about black people during not civil rights before that even oh maybe before that uh, and they were like, they had less education, they had less uh, access to things, and they did more with it. I mean, they really, they, they a lot of things were accomplished, you know, and by uh, that generation of of indigenous Americans, and you say, wow, how did they do that with no education, and they really went forward and did all of that stuff, you know? So what was it is how they, the time, was it the time that they were living in? Was it how they regarded themselves? Was it their, uh, the script or the narrative, uh, of the society that was before, you know, the hip hop identity and all of that. So it's like, who are you without the identity that has been overwritten by, you know, the stories of the demographics of this time. When you look at your past lives and maybe you were a different race, maybe you were a different sex, maybe you uh, lived in a different continent. The dishes. So that's why I switched to that, but I still do have some, uh, I do still have some dishwashing fluid, um, and I definitely dilute that um, 
but this is so potent it's just great and it lasts so long uh, and it's multi-purpose you could use it for everything um, some uh, another thing that I'm doing uh, is just um, I do my dishes in stages I don't know if anybody notices that from watching me and they're like why doesn't she just do it all at one time you know because there's a lot of sediment there's a lot of it's like unseen like I say droplets or whatever all of that stuff is on there and so um i it's just like contact lenses that you want to just soak and then you start to see the sediment coming off of them <laughs> boy do i need to do that but um i will take the forks the spoons the knives the whole the whole sink and i just spray it with this stuff and just let it sit for a while and and you will see <laughs> The sediment that's that's on the, the forks and, and the dishes and everything give that a chance to come off let that really purify you know just soak those 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 utensils and then by the time you like really do your wash I, I just feel like it's really really clean and you don't see the uh, grease and the grime and it's just really healthy so or something like that it really opens you up your possibilities because you realize that you're more and you have been more than just what your surface you know what you may appear to be on the surface you know and then if you can once you can really identify it uh, I think there's so much wealth to come to you because the knowledge there's knowledge in who you were before in experience um, and you experience that's that's where the money's at is, is that's wisdom right there and that's that's gonna help you get a good job keep a good job you can't you can't pay for that if you're a young person and you've got that you can tap your past life experience where where you're young you've got energy but you can tap into the experience of somebody that's way older than you wow that is where it's really at um so and and if also also if you're older you know and uh you wanna you wanna answer some questions right there. You still can. Now is the time for us to do everything that we've ever dreamed, and we can do that. And um, I guess I would say um, that I was very glad. No matter what anybody told me, I still kept going. Um, for what my inner voice has always said to me like there's there's an inner voice that we all have where you'll see something and you'll be like I can do that and you know maybe the first time you try it or second time third time fourth time you fall on your face or whatever but you still have that something inside that's like I can do that and I can do that really well and it's all a matter of alignment energetically to being in that state where that part of yourself can manifest. It's that simple. 
um, it really can happen. So what else did I want to tell you about the object thing? Something else really cool happened with the objects. Um, so this is another memory of when I was living in Queens uh, in the house I grew up in. And I think my sisters and I were playing. And we might have been playing with loose boards in the floor or something like that. I don't know. And I used to always... It's like I people would ask me things. And like I said, I would just start talking about family that I don't know. That did stuff for me or gave me stuff. Right? And then I, I would say... Who told you? That? After I stopped talking to the person, I'd be like, you're not lying, but what made you say that? How did you, why did you say that? And there was a time where I felt like they constantly were communicating with me. who I am because my relatives have actually been talking to me in spirit form since I was a baby girl. A baby girl. When I was a baby girl, I'd be sitting and playing with my little toys (laughs) on the floor and just... uh, have a parallel vision of the circle the 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 circle it must be a native american thing where we uh we would sit the way i would do everything the way that my ancestors did in the parallel wherever wherever i don't know if it was the past i guess it would have to be the past but I was aware of them spiritually in in the present. I was with them at the tribal meetings, whatever. They were in a circle and they'd be dancing around in a circle. And then there were times when I, in my little behind, at like three or four, I would start dancing in the circle with my ancestors. And... um I mean, I I was always there with them and doing things and dealing dealing with ancestors in the spirit. I did that. Saw saw uh dead relatives uh and told my great grandmother about it and she's like, How do you know that person? I said, Oh, I met him and I told her all about him <laughs> the, the, to this day. My there's people in my family that think that I'm I'm a little you know different, but that's probably where that comes from. Cause I, I was like telling her all about her. I think that was her father that I was telling her about, and she knows that I was only three or four four years old 
Nobody told me that stuff. How did I know it? So there's something very magical about some people from the South that uh, do have that, like that Gullah and all that Geechee and all that whatever. They they know things. They can do things. They they are very, they're very spiritual people. So, what I'm saying is that everybody has all this kind of stuff in their family. And um, oh, I didn't tell you about the board. So under the board, this ancestor actually left something for me, and I found it. And it was one of the calendars. It was one of the Mayan calendar. It was a necklace and it looked completely ancient. And God, I wish I had held on to it. Where I would have gotten that, I felt like they sent it to me from the other dimension. And I had it in my hand and I, I'm going to tell you that I think that it was Mayan and I think that that's the information that I need uh, to look for another lifetime of mine. So, and I think that, that might be the Mexican uh, connection that I that I need to look at next. But uh, I will be looking at that. But I, what I'm telling you is that everybody's got a story. You have, you have a story. And I'm sure it's amazing. Everybody does. It's time to find out what those stories are. So you can share that with your kids. So you can get insight about, you know, that could help you figure out. When you, when you hear about your ancestors and different things that they were interested in, different talents that they have. If, you're, if you've been somebody that's been stuck in a rut and you don't know what to do next, and then you hear, you could hear about something that, you know, one of your ancestors did and you go, oh, wait, that's what I want to do. Or that's, that's who I really am. Or, you know, like, you could really get keys to put it together you could hear you never know you could hear a great love story about how uh you know two people in your family met those are always the best stories you could get your your grandparents so one was american and one came from ireland and and then this is how they met up and then and then you just for you know fish and chips and giggles you recreate those that circumstance if it was something positive don't re, don't recreate any negative things don't try to retrace negative things unless you really need to find out how it you know the Hatfield and McCoy situation but um you know you could go and seek your fortune and follow in the foots of your grandmother what did your grandmother want to be you know what what were your what were their dreams? What were the dreams for their family when they when they came to the Americas? You know, there's this there's so much. There's so much. Finding out uh 
Here's another great thing. Looking at your family name. There's so much history in that. Finding out, you know, a lot of these last names are actually the profession that your family was. You know, maybe they were known for making wine or they were known for uh, being seamstresses or they were known for metallurgy, you know, making things out of metal. I mean, you just, it's a great place to start and it's a great place to um, enrich yourself in positive ways and build your self-esteem outside of the superficiality of uh, having to consume something that's going to make you equal or worthy. Because a lot of people will hear someone else's story or you'll, you'll hear me telling my story and you'll be like, well, I don't have crap to say like that or I don't know or whatever. No, you actually do. You just haven't done the work to find out, to find out how good it could be. Find out about you. Find out about your parents. Find out, you know, you you, you could have had, your parents could have had amazing stories of what it was like to live in New York or to live in certain states at certain times. You know, what they, they had amazing music. They had amazing culture. They were alive during the 60s, during the 70s. It was, be, be, you know, 80s. Being in business in the 80s, whatever it is. Re, re, reinvigorate your own story. And you don't have to worry about anybody else's story. You really, really don't. You, everybody has enough magic. You really, really do. Everyone is special. But you got to get in there and you got to find out what makes you unique. And then celebrate that thing. Love that thing. Nurture that thing. And it just, there's such a pride There's such a pride that comes through in that. And I bet, I bet it will attract people. If you, once you start sharing that story, even, even stories of, you know, painful lessons or, you know, some people share their uh, history, their family in the Holocaust or uh, something you know, tragic that might have happened in the family or whatever. And then just you being able to tell the truth about whatever it is that that was. You have no idea that somebody somewhere, because you told the truth, because you you shared that, that, that thing that is so difficult and so... Um, painful because you were able to do it you have no idea how that could have given somebody else 
could give someone else who doesn't have any support or doesn't have any strength, that might give them the confidence to either begin to deal with something, to talk about it, to write about it, to share it, and to heal and get over it. So whatever our stories, I mean, I've learned everything is not so fantastical and wonderful. There have been some nice nice things that I found out about past lives. And then there's been some, some not so pleasant things that I learned. And um, those not so pleasant things Those are the lessons where it's like, you know what, they shouldn't have done that. And now, what what can I do in this lifetime that is going to atone for that? And uh, it's not always peaches and cream. But that's where the growth comes in. Because you're going to be like, oh, okay. I'm never going to do that, number one. And uh, now now that I learned that, now I understood why the rest of this happened. Why this happened in the family or to to these people. And... um, if we all do our part and we start we start really going in and doing all of this we will be so much more stable and solid and for every person that is stable and solid that means somebody else can be stable and solid too and um, these people out here, there they have been some people that are like, this quarantine is going on and, and just be laid back and just act like nothing happened and just, you know, be a robot and oh, and, and oh, that'll you can run for president after that. And it's just like, you know what? There's some people that are sensitive. And they do feel some type of way and they don't like to be in or you know, whatever it is that they're dealing with. People have the right to feel however they want to feel. If they want to cry, they want to freak out and dance around in their house, that's their business. That doesn't make you bad because you have a human reaction to a really difficult situation as long as you're, you know, within, you know, normalcy. You know, what are we all not going to feel anything? Don't feel that. Don't say that. Also, pretend like you don't feel, pretend like you don't say so that somebody else can think you've got it all together. This is why people are on drugs today. You know, worried about what other people think. If something is bothering you, it's going to show up in some kind of way. It's better to be honest about it. And if you're, when I'm sad, I cry. When I'm, when I'm, and then in the next second, I could laugh. 
I feel whatever I feel a thousand percent and intensely. And that's the kind of person that I am. And that doesn't mean that I'm uh, random or, you know, um, I don't know. Some people, some people don't get it. Well, how could you feel this way one moment and then feel this way the next moment? I'm a human being. And if you don't have that wider spectrum, don't try to put me down because you don't fully live. That's just who I am. I'm vibrant. And I let myself, whatever I feel, whatever I think, you know, I experience it. And that's probably the kind of performer that I am, that I just, whatever it is, is what I feel. And I don't try to explain it to, you know, to somebody, you know. I, I missed my mom a lot today. I missed her a lot. And uh, I just went through certain periods of time where I just, uh, I grieved. And guess what? That's okay. Because I remembered how beautiful she was inside and out. And I felt better. I felt better after I, after I let that out. So don't try to make, let anybody make you feel any kind of way. Because, you know, you can feel a thousand different ways in a day. And that doesn't mean you're, you know, that there's anything wrong with you. It just means, you know, we have a lot of raw emotions at what's going on. And it's better it's better to feel something. It's better to be able to have a conversation with somebody. Um maybe you don't want to do it over the internet now that we know that they're they're reading all of our metadata and everything, you know, every little thing that we say. Thank God I'm a writer that nobody can say anything to me because I'll just, you know, oh, yeah, I'm writing. <laughs> it's fiction, <laughs> you know, like, what can they say? It's metadata, you know, whatever, uh, you know. But everybody, if you could talk about it with somebody as opposed to, uh, you know, maybe doing it over the Internet, you know, where, you know, you don't want to tell people you're pri- all your private business, people that don't need it, you know. But anyway, Alexa and Siri are always listening anyway. But if you can talk to somebody in your household or if you can sit down and draw the story, paint the story, whatever, however you need to get it out, just do that and accept yourself for who you are right now the way that you are, you will be so much happier um, than letting anybody, you know, make you feel that, you know, well, oh, look, it's quarantine and uh, you don't have this, you don't have that, you might not go here, you might not go there, you know, it's like, it's a time to look at yourself and Say all the good things that you've done, all the best things that you've done, 
all the good times that you've had, all the people that you got to love and play with and that got to love and play with you. Celebrate that. That'll help you get through this. And uh, if you get through all of that, start looking at the past lives. You know, why not? So um, it's just a cool thing, I think. And you can, here's a third thing that you can do if you still want to research the past life. If you think you have an idea of when and where and all of that, you can choose a movie that you think is closest to what you might have lived. And that also can trigger uh, some memories. Um, It's a great time for reading. It's a really great time for reading. If the internet is down for a couple of days, so, you know, I heard mixed reports. I heard EMP, and then they're like, no, it's not going to be an EMP. Just because I heard... I heard that it was going to EMP. They're going to make sure to tell it. Oh, no, it's not going to be an EMP. Yeah, but the internet's out, right? For a couple of days, so it's the same difference, right? Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, so if it if it is out, for whatever reason, EMP or not, um, we got books. And there's so many great books that you've probably already read that you love that you can read again. And there's stuff that you never got to read that you probably want to read. So you can order it. You can you have time to order these books now and they'll probably be here by the time it happens. <laughs> I don't know. But uh I hope you guys enjoyed this. And uh I really just wanted to give people away. If you are interested in the past life thing, if you wanted to know some of the cool things that could happen. Um, all those things that could, could totally happen to anybody. If you, if you found something and you don't know how you got it, they, they could, they could have left it for you. I'm not kidding. Your, your, your ancestors could have left it for you. Um, so I hope you enjoy that. I hope to be able to have my technology together. Excuse me. To do a show, really showing people, you know, some of the journeys of these ancient Hebrews. I wish that I had, uh, if they hadn't destroyed my computers, you know, I'd be able to do YouTube videos teaching about it. But um, I don't have that set up right now. So uh, all I can do is the radio show. Um but it's really pretty cool uh, to start to understand the tribes of Israel and how they ended up uh, scattered all over the world. Uh, and also some of the lessons of where they went wrong, um, where instead of um, worshiping the Most High, they started with the, the bull stuff. The whole culture of, uh, you know, the the bull worship, well, the horns, you know, with the two horns or whatever. But they actually, I remember seeing that in the movie, 
you know, was that the Ten Commandments or one of these movies, Bible movies, right? And for me to now see how uh, ancient Hebrew Israelites went into China, went into Africa, went all over the world, and you could see where they brought that bull thing with them, the bullhorn uh, worship and all that kind of stuff. It really shows you. It really shows you where they went off with that. And um, maybe some of the things that, excuse me, happened to them in terms of what the Most High did because they turned away from him. So I'm looking now for some of these missing people, missing ancient Israelites in Asia. And I'm finding out uh, they did great things in Asia. Um, But where are they today? So something, something happened. I'm going to have to get in there. And uh, this whole article started on me digging in on... um, uh, ancient uh, Hebrew Israelites being uh, the Buddha that brought uh, Buddhism uh, to Asia. That was very interesting. So there's a lot more and uh, I'll hopefully be delivering that in, within the next day or so, hopefully. Hope you enjoyed that. Kyla Thomas Radio. Don't let anybody try to make you think that I'm judging or anything. Um, I'm just grateful for everything that it was. Every single thing that happened, the good things, the mistakes, the whatever it was. If it didn't happen, I wouldn't have learned um, from seeing you guys. So really loved it. Loved every single second. Loved every single second of every, excuse me, every panel of color, every. I didn't really get to do as much as I would have wanted in terms of acting as a child, but I did get to do enough in terms of being around the camera and being uh, around the the movie making enough I got enough of what I needed. I got enough of what I needed. And it really, when I listen to some other people's stories, I hear things similar, similar uh, loves that we have that I can see, oh, that's how you get to want to be that. Because of these intrinsic things about yourself. Like I think, again, what I was talking about in the 90s, and I don't know if this is the cloning center people or whatever, where it's like certain people have no respect for human individuality and originality. Absolutely none. It's like we're all just Legos in and out. One character could be the next character. One actress could be then, oh, you don't 
that one ain't good. Oh, just throw this one in there. And, you know, I, uh, people that are like that to me, I, I, I don't, they're not artists to me. Because an artist would never say that, would never do that. Um, so that's a problem. That mentality has led to a decline in a lot of things artistically. Um, cause it's like, Ooh, we, we just made this person. Ooh, let's put them up to the top and, and we'll just, you know, let's, let's, uh, we'll, we'll download a genius to them. And then they're gonna, they're gonna do this cause they're, we just programmed them and we, Oh, that made it, that did it. And it's like, no, they don't want to hear that. They just want to make these fake people that they have as their sex slaves and then they want us to worship it. And it's just like, that is never going to be as interesting as an original person that just lives their life and just whatever, whatever really happens, that is always going to be more interesting than, uh, you know, contrived, created, created people. It's just, it's just never going to be interesting. Um, and all the hype in the world just is not going to sustain it. I'm telling you now. I know you don't want to hear it. That's why they hate me, because I tell the truth. Um, <laughs> that's, 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 that's it in a nutshell. Oh, no. <laughs> they don't want the truth. You know, they want to make, <laughs> they want to make their own truth. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not trying to fight these people. <laughs> Somewhere along the line, I learned to adapt. And I'm just going to make the best out of whatever it is. If they stay out of my way, just let me create. I'm going to try to keep things as interesting as they could possibly be, given the circumstances and, you know, whatever the world has consented to. You know, I'm just going to try to give us the best that I can interpretively of of what can be and what can happen. That's all I can do. You know, if they continue to be stupid, you know, I'll just continue to gravitate towards things that I don't really need anybody to co-sign for. And that's it. Um, whatever. So hopefully... Hopefully it's not the end of comics. And I know that they're very, very special people. That just the type of person. I hope that the types of people, you know, and they'll be they'll be trying to clone types of people. I can't even I can't even deal with it. Just whatever it is. Be you, be real. That's what's interesting. You can't fake that. I mean, I guess they're trying to. They're faking so much other stuff. But what can I do? I can't get upset. I can't go crazy. Whatever they whatever they allow me to do, I will do. You know? And when I say that allow, I mean... I have to have a certain amount of freedom 
to dream and to create and do whatever. And so, if I can, I will. Um, I probably have, I have a lot to teach. I have a lot to teach. And whatever it is that I need to know, I do feel that I can brush up on it one-on-one and get whatever it is that I need. And I've always been that way. That is the way that I have to go. And um, so I just have my own way that is the best way for me to uh, improve and to produce more. So, and, and that's something that I think I understand about working with artists that not everyone learns the same way and not everyone should have the same path uh to get to be something but i think sometimes they want these people to have success so bad they don't even care you know th- they just want them to be something that they can brag about they don't even care but it shouldn't it shouldn't really be about that um i don't know let me shut up i don't know everything in the world but i have a curious mind to know enough of what I need to know and um, I'm never done learning you know it's always fascinating I'm always I'm always interested you know and uh, what more can I say just tremendous thank you to all the artists, from the visual artists, to the writers, to even soap actors. I am just so grateful. I'm so grateful to have been on Earth when I've been on Earth and just out of sight, out of sight human beings doing extraordinary things and you should be incredibly proud of it. If there's anything that I could ever do, it, it would always be to shine a light on, uh, you know, shine a light on comics. I, I always, always tried to tell people kids could get so much out of this. Adults could get so much out of this. I was pushing for it. I was pushing for the films because I thought I could translate them to uh, movies. That's why I fought so hard. That's why I was talking about it all the time. And they heard it. They heard it. So I, I feel like I, 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 I'm proud of my life and the difference that I saw in the arts and in entertainment based on, um, you know, these people spying on me. If that is my career, I have a lot to be proud of. And I came from some good training and from some great, some great artists. So I hope to be able to do more. Now, if they, instead of obstructing me, in trying to break me down and make sure that I couldn't get ahead. Imagine if instead I had been nurtured 
what I'd, what I'd really be in position to do. So you all need to, you know, people that did what they did, they need to think about it. And maybe they're so petty that they can't even think about it. Uh, that's the pettiness. The pettiness stops artistry. And when you try to limit one artist, you hurt the whole entire game because we're all facets and different pieces of the most high. So when you when you try to make sure, oh, we're not going to hear from anybody from that era. Or we're not going to hear from anybody of that racial group. Or we're not going to hear from anybody over there. Guess what? That's what makes it suck. It does. And that's why things are the state that they're in. I know that there's so many people that care. There's so many of us that remember what it was. And we still love it so much. I can tell when I when I listen to some of these shows on YouTube and the fans and they st- we still all love it. And the fact that we still all love it means that there is hope if um, the people that don't get it get out of the way. Then we might be able to have a recovery. But that's the problem is that people that don't get it are obstructing those that do get it and do got it. That's what's got to change. Anyway, let me shut up. Love to all the artists. You guys are so amazing. You're so amazing. And I think that especially during the quarantine, that these kids, you are opening minds. That they're, you know, some people might be like, oh, she only followed artists on Instagram or whatever. If little kids are looking at all the different artists that I followed and everything, you don't know. These young minds might see something, might, might, might think of something in a different way from seeing that. And, and I think that is the healthiest thing for them to get out of social media is to, to be inspired uh, by artists that are, that are saying something than by just, you know, consumerism or, you know, thinking that they have to, you know, be so worried about how they look, excuse me, as opposed to them creating how things need to look or how to perceive things. So that's the change that I try to, that I try to make, you know, but that's why I don't worship, you know, idol worship or any of that kind of stuff, because I I want, I would hope that people look deeper and then you're going to get to what's really, really interesting beyond the surface there's some people that do not want to get beyond the surface and they don't want anybody else to get beyond the surface. And if, if you don't look on the outside to their superficiality, then you must not be that. But you're missing it. You don't get it. The outside can always change. And when you're a creator, you can make it whatever you want. 
I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take to get through to these people. But we, we had, humanity had a good run. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> but we, we really did it. I mean, the 80s and the 90s. That was something we all participated in. And it was good. <laughs> so, hurrah for that. Oh, no. No, that's essential oils. I don't know what it is, but it's natural. Um, it's really, really powerful. So, if you're looking for something, uh, everybody's using antibacterial, but they always say that, um, you know, like we overuse antibacterials, that, you know, that's not good either. But when you use the natural ones, it's like it's good for the environment and. I don't think it becomes uh, resistant. So I really like it with all products, maybe because I have sensitive skin, but I find with most uh, kitchen products, cleaning products, even hair products, um, maybe it's the laurel sulfate, I don't know, but most products, um, when you finish using an item, keep the container, if it's a spray bottle, that is, um, and what I like to do is, for me, these proportions work. You pour half out into the empty bottle, and then you experiment with adding uh, distilled water or regular water to it, and basically you get twice the amount of product, your, your dollar, at a time where people are trying to save money, especially on things like uh, little things, like dishwashing fluid, um, instead of dishwashing fluid, I use this method anti-back and I'm going to tell you, I didn't even dilute this and this has been, it's still three quarters of the way full um, and I've had it for two months. Um, this is the wildflower scent and so that is a tremendous value um, and like I said, I prefer that over you know, dishwashing fluid because I think it really, um, you know, we're not just trying to remove dirt and grime, you know, we're trying to, you know, if people have any kind of illnesses or whatever, we're trying to kill those germs on. So, um, I hope nobody's offended if I don't, uh, say your name individually. Uh, there was a time when I regularly, out of my mouth, I knew every name, every, from the inkers to the letters to the, I read every single part of it. I know, knew every, and, and I really didn't have anyone, you know, other than my family to, to, to talk to, and they wouldn't know who any of these people were, you know, and I did the same thing with, you know, billboard where I used to know my friend John and I we used to know every every record that came out um how it charted and you know we used to memorize billboard magazine and stuff like that we used to be so into that uh in Queens and um you know those 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 were great times so it's still all in there I just uh you know got into some other things as I got older so at any rate if I don't mention your name please don't be offended or feel like oh she overlooked me or oh you know you know she didn't give credit or whatever I this is not the end 
Um, I hope to be, you know, I, I, it didn't really dawn on me that I had been really hungering for art, like hungering for it, especially since this whole coronavirus started. I just, I was going on social media and I kept seeing all of this. I, I really can't stand it with the nakedness in the face and the, you know, just stupidness. And I really, there's something in me that always hungers for something that's, you know, just more deeper than, a little more intelligent than that. And I was like, you know what? You don't have to keep, uh, you know, this. that's not the best of Instagram. You can find whatever you want on Instagram. Whatever, whatever um, can stimulate you in different ways. It's what you choose. Who do you choose to follow? So I was like, you know what? Let me get, let me get some other things on on in front of my eyes. Let me see some. Let me see some different images. Let me see some different faces. Let me, you know, do all of that. So I did that, and I think I have been much happier with my feed although there's still some stupid people trying to put things in front of my face that I don't care about um what I do like about Instagram is that you can block people and that you can control what you're looking at and uh, if you're a parent you can you you can definitely pay attention to what your kids are, are watching I don't want to see people failing falling down people getting hurt people being mean, people being snarky to other people, I, I, people writing sick uh, poetry. And I, I just, ha that does nothing for me whatsoever. You know, so um, I am getting more out of it. And um, this is not the end. I think that ongoing on the show we will delve into some different things. I'm not going to tell my competitors how to do it. They don't want to hire me. You know, they really don't want to give any uh, credit as to what I'm doing or interesting people in. And they think it's so easy to do what I do. Oh, we'll just do what she does, you know, and then they think they're going to get the same exact uh, results. And it's like, you know, if I'm trying to do something for the arts or something like that, we can, we can have a partnership and I can help you show people how to, to be introduced to certain things. All you have to do is contact me. Um, but it's still this kind of thing where let's take advantage of her and pretend like she doesn't exist instead of saying, well, she has a way. She has a way of opening things up. Why don't we work with her to, to be like a liaison with the public? That's what my talent is. To enhance, to make it, to, to, to multiply something, to, to make it more than, more than what it is, to, to enhance that. That's what I do. So don't try to go around me and then just and just copy what I do. Have a conversation with me. That's going to open it up for everyone, for artists, for everyone. You know, working together. That's what we should do. Not pretend like we don't exist. That's not the way to do it. So 
ongo I don't know if this segment's going to be on the show or not because some people might take that wrong, but um, ongoing, you know, to the extent that, you know, I still got a, a lot of responsibilities and stuff I got to do here to help take t- care of my dad. Um, I'm going to have some different shows where we're going to get into lots of interesting things. I think with comic books, it's just, it's always so, 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 so interesting. And um, given the times that we're in now, I think I I was going to, some great thing that they had on with McFarlane about Spawn, uh, because a lot of us are understanding some different forces that have been in control of the world, but maybe in unseen ways. And a lot of these comic books, and Spawn is one of them, actually uh, cover some of this material. A lot of deep philosophical uh, questions going on. And and these artists, like, uh, I think it was Kirby, uh, I was watching some some show on Gaia, and they were saying how he had... uh, did this whole thing on the face on the moon and it was like all kinds of stuff that people knowledge that people didn't even have that people in comics kind of know all I, I don't know how they know it but they do have knowledge of this stuff and they put it in the comic books and so a lot of this knowledge that's that's could be real stuff that's extremely interesting that you know maybe some of it's being uncovered now comics have been telling these stories excuse me for a very long time so um i'm not the only one that could that could uh you know discuss these things but i do have a platform and i do have a way of doing it and you know if you're ready to stop pretending that I don't exist, then I'm ready to start really serving the public um, in some really positive ways that I think would benefit and interest uh, everyone. So I am here. Um, You're not hurting me by pretending that I don't exist when I can literally feel you. I can feel you in in a psychic ways i'm aware of you and in in spiritual ways um so i don't know if that ruins the fun for some people because they want it to be like oh we're getting all of this we're looking at all of this and we're finding all of this out and and she doesn't know we're watching oh we gave it one view <laughs> you know it's like i feel you I literally can can be aware if I had a blindfold on and and they they put me on a stage I do think that I could feel how many people were in front of me if I was performing I do think that I could literally feel feel who who how many people were there not maybe not necessarily who but I don't know. I have some kind of weird sensitivity to it. So I feel people that, you know, are, have been watching what's been going on and everything like that. And, um, you know, I, I hope that whoever is in charge of this turns everything around and makes it into something positive because it's the feeling of, 
oh, let's get over on somebody or, you know, let's limit somebody or let's persecute somebody. I don't think that's healthy for the collective at all, no matter what reason that you, you know, oh, well, we're, we're, we're teaching that person a lesson and, oh, we're doing this, you know, so that, then that means anything is excusable for the group to do to anyone and you'll just say, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so told us to do it. Or, oh, we, you know, and anything becomes rationalized. And we that's, that's the fastest way. It's a slippery slope to, to the collective losing its, its humanity. And I think that's what's happening. That's the first thing that happens, you know, when, when they say, well, what about those people over there? It's, oh, but they're this. You know, or oh, they look like this, or oh, they're they come from that, or oh, you know, this that's that mentality. No, guess what? Everyone that was they're here because they were created. You have a right to live in peace and harmony, and to 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 have your right to live and have your rights respected. And if we if we can treat each other that way, then then that's how we build a society on that. And if we don't really have that fairness or that equity or that accountability, it becomes very different, a very different world. And I mean, we don't we don't know what kind of world we're getting right now. I'm thinking positive about it as a creator. I know that we create everything with the words of our lips and aspirations of our heart we are creating that so you know I'm here to do my part and uh, I do believe that it is limitless the ways in which um, I could help to magnify that's the word magnify good things that are already in the world and good works that people are out here that they have done and that they are doing it. Um, everybody's always clamoring for something new and the next and, you know, whatever. And we don't always appreciate what we've already got. That is great. That is great. That could really help us uh in so many ways and I'll be touching upon it so we're going to be looking at all different kinds all different kinds of artists and I will be bringing some insight along with that um which I think makes the difference so that's coming and um I this looks like a whole episode on comics that might be coming so I'm doing the best that I can. I am a little, uh, like everybody, I'm annoyed at being in this situation. And I I really miss New York City. I really miss it. I miss walking those streets and listening to music and going to the comic book store and making my videos, my comedy videos on it, interacting with New Yorkers, interviewing New Yorkers. Uh, I miss all that. I really miss you guys, New York. Uh, 
I love New Jersey. I've I've gotten an appreciation for it, but I really I really miss New York. Um, Queens, I hope you guys hang in there. I do miss you guys. Um, all the wonderful people that I've met performing in the different um, our cultural centers that we have there uh, for the elderly and for the young and the schools. Um, I miss everyone. And I really, I love everyone. And like I said, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. We have such a special town. And I hope you guys give thanks that we live, we, we are so fortunate to live in one of the best places in the world. We, what, what goes on in, in New York makes the world go round, you know? And um, while well, we got it, let's celebrate it. Kyla Powers, Kyla Powers radio is too explosive. <laughs> we need to overthrow the government of the United States under Donald Trump. Uh, now, see, if he had left off that last part, they wouldn't have clapped. Oh, no. Oh, no. I can't keep this phone over here. All the caravans that got dispersed all over the country, some are in Veracruz, Puebla, women abandoning their children. They're not even their children. Turns out they're all fake families. Oh, they no, formed these families down in, uh, in Honduras in order to make us believe that they are real families. The, the women are not even the mothers of those children. There's like maybe, maybe 150 they're children that are abandoned <laughs> within the caravans. Nobody wants them. Do you think a mother a mother who is fleeing her country to seek refugee status with no reason whatsoever for doing it, by the way, because they're not in a state of war, okay? But anyway, they're fleeing, okay? Leaves their children behind? That's not even a mother. It's obviously somebody that was paid and bought for to make it look that they have families in the mix. Anyway, they have drugs. Uh, they That's Chrissy Teigen on Too Much Holiday Snacks. Third weapons. Then she's one of the fat people now. Down in Mexico City. I uh, liked it for a half a second until I remember she also hits people. We know they have, they're, they're carrying, they're carrying weapons. Their weapons hot, they got gla the Glocks, and they got uh, AR-15s. I wonder if she eats immigrants on it. And that's human on the ground, by the way. And, uh... Currently in power, who are hell-bent on continuing a malicious immigration policy. No, I still don't even know why they going in there. Oh my God, is that another black man? Oh my. They think that Trump is the enemy. They can't possibly think that anyone else would hate the United States or them. Give a fuck, no talking to him, not you. Thank you very much. But I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle of this. You're going to be enslaving your family in the future. But it's totally about the future. If you go into this enslavement, you give in to the foreign forces who are trying to operate 
then you become part of the social credit score, the system, the market of B system to enslave people that's already been implemented by EU and China in their public documents China. about the global governance. China. Imagine if he did a Tori Amos cover. China. Oh no, I sound like um, Call for an Uprising. Of society. Buying Chinese products or commit a heroic act and your score goes up. Your score but goes in the, the toilet, honey. Like jaywalking, not paying your mortgage on time or being politically outspoken and your score will drop. Leo, You're not buying any egg rolls once your social score goes down. Who recently tried to book a flight. Have a bad date and somebody scores you low. That's it. That's it. Told he was banned from flying because he's on the list of untrustworthy people. Leo was a journalist list. who was ordered by a court to apologize for a series of tweets he wrote and was then told his... On the net you were dissed. That's why your butt is on the list and you're out of my life apology was insincere overnight leo went from investigative <laughs> journalist to digital dissident oh, no. he can't book flights or trains this he's banned from social media day. and his friends and family have lost social credit points too leo has become a digital prisoner and what some people are calling the world's first digital dictatorship they have the total plan they want to use this at the end of the foreign forces taking over or trying to collapse society. This is the game plan they have. And I don't think you want to be enslaved by your behavior. They don't care. They're so already enslaved. We're just reporting on these, these issues, these facts, and getting out to the citizens. They want martial law. We don't want martial law. But we're already under martial law. What? National security, national emergency was declared by Trump. That is a form martial law I not at the highest level it. but they're trying to escalate the level there is a true warfare happening right now you got to pick your side you definitely got to be spiritually aligned you have to do that right now get on your knees ask what side you're supposed to be on pray they're yeah. on their knees for the wrong reasons anyway i can't even handle it anymore that's been your news kyla powers radio always on top of it my phone might be on the floor, but I'm on top of it. I pray for you all. Wait, something's coming. Is it the UN? No, actually, it was... No, it didn't come this time. <laughs> anyway, next! La, 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 la. I'm adding this. Uh, I like this channel a lot. Her name is Truthful Spirit Blue Heron, and she's talking about the comet and some other things. Here we go. Burst of light. What the freak is the great burst of light all about? And Tony and I were talking about it, and, and then somebody posted a video of there's a comet coming, and um, then somebody else, oh, uh, coffee, herbs, and other oddities was talking about uh, the, the Russian troops will be coming from North Carolina, and... Um, the Chinese will come through D.C. and Tony's been telling me the same thing. The Chinese and the Russian soldiers are here already. I think we've paid them to come in because they will be more willing to hurt Americans if anything goes down. Hopefully it will not. I'm putting it out there that it will not go down. I'm just putting that out there.
but I'm preparing for the worst. I am preparing for the worst. And I'm showing you these things here. Now, I come from very strong stock. My mother was, uh, she ate crap and chain smoked her whole life and lived till she was 90. So we have very strong genes in my family. But in the past two, three years, my immune system has been compromised and my blood sugar levels have gone up and they said that that's a side effect of uh, 5G. And I started to get some skin cancer, not melanoma, but carcinoma on my nose. I had to go to a doctor and get it removed because I removed it myself with very strong iodine. It's a protocol that you can find on the internet where you paint it about 50 times and it burns it and it and it did do that it did do that but it came back and i finally my daughter's like mom go get it removed so <laughs> i was like all right but i was shaking the whole time i was shaking going into that doctor's office but he did do a great job he got it off it hasn't come back thank god but i also wanted to show you something else um this is my this is my little uh set up over here but i put foil on my router because <laughs> last night i saw it flashing 5g i called comcast and i had a very interesting conversation with this woman okay you see that wi-fi network band there we go network band 2.4 that was 5g yesterday Till I called them and was on the phone for half an hour until they changed it back to 2.4 gig. Okay? And then I put foil all over my router. Um, you can hardwire it too. You can get an ethernet cord. Now I have to find out if I can do that and still work from home because they told me I needed Wi-Fi, which I didn't have for many years. I didn't have a TV or Wi-Fi. I had an ethernet cord. And then I got Wi-Fi when I moved here and started my new job two years ago. Um, but I've noticed that my, in the past few weeks, my sinuses are blowing up. I can't stop blowing my nose. And that's very unusual for me. So I'm going to go through some of these things that I have found helpful. This one, uh, my community, I, I have no, I don't endorse these things. I, this is not a medical program. Don't, you know, this is just what helps me. This comprehensive immune support, it's like 17 different mushrooms. I have found this to be very good when I'm uh, sneezing and it helps me. This is the uh, spray. You spray this under your tongue and your mouth. This is the spray version of that. I take D3 because we need that for sunlight. I use organic stevia extract that I get at Trader Joe's. Um, it's really, this, is, this doesn't have the... the taste afterwards. Uh, this I got Tony told me about this DNA force. Um, this was on InfoWars, but I got it through Amazon. It's pretty expensive, but it does work, I think. It just amps up your immune system. I use pure gum, which is aspartame free, sugar free. It's uh it's very good gum. I bought some golden milk which is turmeric, organic ginger, black pepper. It's got all good stuff in it. I, I'm still trying to find a... I don't, I don't eat wheat or 
about dairy, I try not to anyway. Wheat I'm allergic to, dairy I'm allergic to, so I try to do goat milk or, uh, it's basically, I try to do goat milk or water, you know, and I make my own water. I have this distiller, it makes distilled water. It's very easy, it's like a coffee maker. You, you put in there, you put water in there, and four hours later you get a gallon of, uh, Wow, that's a great, great machine. Okay, this is uh, Bob Beck's protocol. This makes both colloidal silver water and it's a pulser. You put it on your wrist. Okay, here's the device for the colloidal silver water. You put the um, silver rods, these are 100% silver, in these two little things here and, and uh, you put a nine volt battery in here and turn it to the silver section if you want to make colloidal silver. If you want to do the pulsing thing, this goes around your wrist. And these two little things are Velcro. They come off. Um, you soak them in salt water because it's a good conductor. And you put them on your wrist, and, the, and it's just this very gentle, like, uh, zapping. You can, you can do it high or you can do it low depending on your your desire for the, the zap. But there's a setting on here, one for silver and one for the zap. And it, you'll silver get a strong, The whole theory is that you put it around your wrist um, and your blood supply goes through every 20 minutes. So it's zapping any pathogens or viruses in your blood, in wow. your system, wow. and kills anything uh, because the electro, the electric zapping does that so i do that every now and then i don't do it on a regular basis i used to do it more often but i did it when i had the skin cancer and i'm okay now so i don't know it seems to be working but anyway i for blood sugar i use this i just got this blood formula it's all kinds of good things in here it's um uh ce biotin magnesium zinc Manganese. Now, manganese is very important for blood sugar because they discovered people without diabetes had more manganese, and people with diabetes had less manganese. So that's why I take this. And I also take, I took this for a couple of years, grapeseed extract. This is, this works. I have taken my blood sugar after I've taken grapeseed extract and it goes down 50 to 80 points. Okay, so if you take that three times a day, that's very helpful. Oregon grape, Oregon grape seed extract. And I found that this is the best one, nature's way. I tried another one, it didn't work as well. Echinacea golden seal, very, very good natural antibiotic. Apricot power, B17. Now they used to call this, this was very controversial. It was laetrile, the inside of apricot seeds. You know, they tell you not to eat the seeds. Well, it's probably because there's, that's where the good stuff is and it's bitter. So you can get this, you can get the, the actual seeds, which they, they recommend doing. I, I have a bag of them, um, eat three to five a day, fights cancer, kills cancer cells, apricot, laetrile, B17. St. John's wort is good for people with high anxiety. Uh, I've used this when I get very, very upset about things, and it, it, it's great. I take like uh, four of these, like 1,200 milligrams at once, and it's very good. It won't hurt you at all. It's not addictive. It's just good for you. And, oh, I forgot to tell you about this. This is for my kitty cats. Um, 
they had uh, the cat virus for a while. This stops anything in its tracks. It's really good. L-lysine. Just sprinkle it on their food. My cats are super, super picky about their food, and they didn't even notice this was in their food. So, and it worked. I'm encouraged. I'm greatly encouraged by everybody's enthusiasm and passion. And um, I believe in humans. Shout out Team Human. Thanks, Slimeballs, for that. <laughs> His username is Slimeballs. It cracks me up every time I say that. But, um, and I know that human is coded in legal dictionary, but we know us, we know all of us as humans. So I'm saying shout out Team Human. I believe in humans, not in creatures, trannies. That are oh, no. Oh, no. Let me just end also quickly by saying trannies are putting a lot of stuff on one woman in particular who I know is a tranny, I don't trust her, but she's got like millions of views and millions of subscribers and a lot of what she's saying is true. So be aware of the trannies and um, take what you like and leave the rest. Use your discernment. Because wow. this is what I believe. No matter what you think, we, the truth seekers, are all God's warriors. We are his troops. And um, God bless us all. Amen on that. Amen on that. The good, benevolent, the all good, bless us all. This is dedicated to country music legend Kenny Rogers. This song was really popular when I was little. I didn't know anything about gambling although I think there was a movie right anyway I had cowgirl boots and I remember some of these words that he sang on a warm summer's evening on a train bound for nowhere I met up with a gambler we were both too tired to sleep so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness Till boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what their cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, I can see you're out of aces. For a taste of your whiskey, I'll give you some advice. So I handed him my bottle, and he drank down my last swallow. Then he bummed a cigarette, and he asked me for a light. And the night got deathly quiet, and his face lost all expression. Said, if you're going to play the game, boy, you got to learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold him. Know when to fold them. Know when to walk away. And know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep.
Cause every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser. And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And when he finished speaking, he turned back towards the window, crushed out his cigarette and faded off to sleep. And somewhere in the darkness, the gambler, he broke even. But in his final words, I found an ace that I could keep. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. You gotta know when to fold them. Know when to walk away and when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. I think God's trying to tell us something. I think he's trying to. That is a deep, that is deep. And that's everything, isn't it? Rest in peace.